I would be so happy just buying myself some fucking favourites and sitting at home in me undies. This is Wild Yarns with Samara and Sherry. Hey guys, and welcome to Wild Yarns with Samara and Sherry. Now, happy 2024. Uh, We're kicking off this year talking about bad dates, bad Valentine's Day dates, that is. I think we wanted to create a piece of content to for all the people out there who've had a bad Valentine's Day date, or they don't have a Valentine's Day date, or they just don't buy into that shit because it's commercialized and it's not for you. So we've got some pretty crazy stories there. Have you ever been and had a bad Valentine's Day date? Oh, I've had a few. Stop. But the first one that comes to mind was last year, poor Diego. I was projectile vomiting into a bucket while he held my hair back. What happened? We were in Brazil for carnival and I got food poisoning and it just happened to be on Valentine's Day. And I obviously got really sick. I went to the toilet and when I kind of thought, like, okay, I think it's, it's done. I can go back to bed. Like I just want to lay down. Luckily, I had the foresight to be like, mm, just in case it's not, I'm going to just get the like the bucket, the rubbish bin, and just put it next to the bed. Like, hopefully, it's all done. And I went to sleep, and I literally just woke up. Like, suddenly, my body woke up, and I was just like, oh, my God. And I just grabbed the bucket and started just projectile vomiting into it. And Diego's there holding my hair, being like, are you okay? And I'm like, just let me vomit. <laughs> But you're in Brazil for Carnival. That would have been amazing. Yeah, other than the uh, seriously like food poisoning, being so deftly sick, it was a really good time. But yeah, poor Diego. That's that was what his Valentine's Day was last year, holding my hair. Maybe he's got a trauma story. (laughs) (laughs) I think there ain't no shred like the gastro shred. Uh, My last couple of Valentine's days I have been like last year I was dumped like a day before Valentine's Day and I had oh I had mind you that relationship was toxic and he was like in a secret polyamorous relationship and committing immigration fraud and even like as I say it like at the time I remember Sherry we caught up and you're like are you sure you're happy and I was like it's it's fine like he's a great guy and I look back on it and I'm like fuck me Thank God we broke up. But yeah, that was a bit, I think the worst part of it was we had a dinner reservation. Yay. And um, they called me to confirm and I was like, look, no, I'm not going to come in. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to have to charge your credit card $80 or something. And I'm like, you're such a busy restaurant. Can you just put it on your socials? I'm sure someone will pick it up. And if not, me and my sister will come in. And then they called me back like an hour later and they're like, oh no, it's fine. It's gone. I'm like, yeah getting broken up and then getting charged 80 dollars for a dinner you're not going to yeah i know i was like fuck this uh the year before that um oh i won't say his name uh but yeah this guy that i was seeing you'd met him uh he we i don't know what happened but he thought that i was seeing someone else and he invited a which I wasn't, I'm the most boring person ever. And he invited a girl from Adelaide, by the way, those of you listening, if you don't know where, QLD, Brisbane based. Uh, He invited a girl from Adelaide to his house. She flew in from Adelaide and we broke up the next day. Not even that, we didn't even properly break up. I just found out on social media because he started posting about this girl from Adelaide that was now staying at his house. 
And he's like, oh, she's in the spare room. That bitch just had a fucking mattress on the floor for a bed in one room. Like, there was no spare room. Like, this girl's flown in from Adelaide to lay on his fucking mattress on the floor with him. Like, Uh, it's like, are you an idiot? Like, no one in their right mind would believe that a girl would fly just because they were friends and she was just going to stay in the spare room. Like, oh, and it's interesting because he posted a like. He clearly wanted me to know. He clearly wanted to hurt my feelings. Uh, And he always did these dumb things. He'd like lash out and then he'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've just got such a bad temper and I do dumb things. And I think the first few times I was like, oh, okay. And then that happened. I was like, oh boy, I can't, I can't forgive you. A few weeks later, he came begging, crawling back and I was like, yeah, because she went back to Adelaide. Yeah, well, she went back to Adelaide and he's like, oh, yeah, she's she's gone back to Adelaide. and We're just friends. And I'm like, this is all very peculiar because the things he was – he used to come on really hard and thick with me and, like, post me on his – this to me is now – it used to be cute, but now if someone does this to me, I find it a big red flag. Someone coming on too hard, too fast, love bombing, posting about me too much on within, without really knowing me to me it's such a massive red flag uh, and this person did that and I just di- had never had someone do so that so I didn't know that that was a potential red flag but yeah he came on hard and fast and then he started doing that with this girl like po- within I found out we didn't even properly break up and he was posting about her saying I can't wait for my girl to arrive we're gonna have the best time and I'm like Mate, you're a bum. You've got like six dollars in your account and a fucking mattress on the floor. Like, and he was a little bit of a prawn. Yeah, it totally. Yes, you know exactly. I haven't even said his name, and you fucking know who it was. Yeah, like if you don't know what a prawn is, it's an Australian term for someone that has a great body but a shame about the face because you only eat the body of the prawn and not the face. Yeah, look. Not to get petty, but fuck it. Let's get petty. He looked like the Grinch. He looked like the fucking Grinch in the head. And I was just, I don't know. I think I fell into, I was a dumb bitch and I fell into the love bombing. I was like, yeah, I I mean, I am that great. That's, this is (laughs) such normal behavior. And it wasn't until I was talking to my therapist about it and she's like, no, this person didn't know you. Like that is not normal behavior. So. Well, you know me, I'm very like, slow when it comes to Mm. dating people and I've never posted any guy that I have been seeing previously on my social media Mm. except for Diego who I am in a a relationship and I was in a relationship with him for quite a while before he even made an appearance on the social media and I just don't get people that will like date someone for a few weeks and then they're already like posting about them on their social media I'm like it's just too soon for me. I'm like, that's too much of a commitment. And I'm about to drop a bomb. On our first date, he took a photo from me and posted it to his Instagram stories saying, on a date with this girl. And me and my brain just didn't think, that is fucking weird. Like, that is just too soon, too much. And I was just like, yeah, like, sure. He's on a date with me. Well, because I guess it's like the complete opposite to guys that like refuse to post their girlfriends on yeah, social media because yeah. they're obviously still trying to make it seem or like not just guys, but people in general that don't post their partner on their social media because they are trying to make it seem like they're still single. Mm. He was the opposite. So therefore you would think, 
oh, well, he must be like super in. He's That's not a red flag because he is posting me. Yes. And that's it. And I think my relationship before that was uh, completely that. He didn't post me at all. So I was always like, I just felt a bit shit about that because we were together for like almost three years and he, it just wasn't his thing. And at the moment, at the time I was just a bit, felt a bit shit about that. But yeah, look, traditionally Valentine's Day has been garbage for me and not really held anything. Mind you, I'm in a relationship now with someone lovely. I fucking hope that I don't have any secret poly relationships or girls flying in from Adelaide. I don't think I will, but who knows? <laughs> it's a fucking wild time out there. But I also think like Valentine's Day, it gets really built up. It's kind of like New Year's Eve. Like you never yeah. have a great New Year's Eve out because it's so busy. It's so mm. expensive. It's so hard to get home. And I feel like Valentine's Day, like it kind of gets that same sort of effect where it's like, if they're not buying you so much stuff and going completely mm. over the top, like love bombing you, and also, too, a little bit is like that social media side of things, then it's terrible. And there's so much pressure put on it mm. being this amazing thing. A hundred percent. I remember when I did work in a workplace that was a big workplace. If you were one of the girls that were in a relationship, but that didn't get flowers sent to you on Valentine's Day, it was like, oh, what's going on? Because everyone, you'd see the bouquets all coming through, which, I mean, it's lovely. It's always lovely to receive, like, you know, I guess it depends what tickles your pickle, but it's always lovely uh, to receive flowers or acknowledgement from your partner that they care. I just think, yeah, similar to what you're saying right there, it's an overly commercialised day. I have, outside of the last two traumatic ones, I can't even really think of a valentine's date i had one where he got all stuff and we did like a really nice picnic that was awesome because it's not like a thousand people crammed into a restaurant Mm. that's under a lot of pressure because they're you know at capacity but yeah it hasn't been fun very very new year's eve e have you got any plans for valentine's day this year no we've not made any plans we're so bad there's two ADHD people in a relationship. <laughs> we are terrible at making plans. We are terrible at the organisation sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. But I think I would just be happy to spend time with him. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, over-the-top, crazy, ridiculous. And I think, too, like, I've been single majority for Valentine's Day. Mm. That There's also this, like, stigma that, like, makes you feel like a little bit less because you don't have someone. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. I think that's how I felt to to get a bit raw and vulnerable. Like I felt so vulnerable those last couple of years, especially last year. Like it was the day before Valentine's Day. I'd actually started at a new job. So I didn't have, you know, a few of my like safety things were a bit shaken up that – I didn't have, you know, I went to work that day and I didn't have someone to go to to talk to about that. All my friends were going on really, like, lovely dates and things. I didn't want to be the buzzkill and bringing them down. And everyone's like, oh, what have you, what's your partner got planned for you? And I'm like, oh, nothing. I didn't tell. I kept it in the vault. I don't think I told anyone outside of my inner circle about that breakup until, like, a couple of months later. And I was like oh yeah we broke up till I like processed the outer fuckery that was that relationship but yeah that it there is that stigma that if you and I don't know if it's for dudes as well but I feel like 
it comes back to women and that bit of a patriarchal structure that if you don't have a partner, a man, you're less, mm. which is so not true. And also why we created this this podcast episode. I hope anyone out there that is single, that is listening, you are not less. You are just as worthy, if not fucking more. Like, it, there is no shame in being alone for Valentine's yeah. Day. And just remember, a big percentage of people that are, are in relationships posting about their Valentine's Day they're not in happy relationships. So many people I know are not in happy relationships, but they stay. And honestly, I prefer to be single than in not a happy relationship, even if that means I'm going to be lonely on Valentine's Day. Fucking amen, sis. Amen on that one. So Sherry, kick us off. What are your wild, wise words for this episode? You know how they say, don't judge a book by its cover? I 100% disagree with that. You should definitely judge a book by its cover when it comes to dating apps. Your dating profile is your first and maybe your only impression to make on some potential partner, this potential partner that could be your long-term partner. And if you can't be like fucked to get some photos, and I'm not talking professional photos, but asking your mate, hey, could you take a photo of me when you're out? And putting up a decent like bio and following a few prompts, then you should 100% be judged by that. Like if you, anyone out there, if you are looking for someone and they cannot even be bothered to put that basic effort in, what effort are they going to put in to dating if they cannot spend five minutes to fill out? And also just say, hey, to a friend next time they're out, can you take a photo of me if you don't have any, just so I've got an updated one, not just two selfies and a how you going. Yeah. And like one of the selfies is from like schoolies and they're like now in their mid twenties. So like, it's just out of date and it it just ain't it. Yeah. And I know some guys are going to be like, oh, well, I don't take photos like girls. I've got two guy mates that are single and they both have said to me when we're out, hey, could you take a nice photo of me? I'd like to like have an update photo for my like hinge profile. And it's like, they're not photo people either, but they know like, oh, it's important to just make sure I've got a few accurate photos because I want to present the best version of myself. And it's interesting because I definitely stand with your viewpoint in that if you are on a dating I think there's a whole probably to acknowledge there's a whole multitude of reasons why people might be on a dating app some of them might be they just want a quick bang they they don't they want to put in a low amount of effort because they want a partner or someone to meet them that they both put in a low amount of effort for and if that's what you're looking for the person with two shitty photos is for you because you both don't really want to put in effort however if you're on there looking for a relationship if someone isn't it's almost like going and doing a presentation without any presentation slides like if someone's not putting in that little bit of groundwork to show them uh, about themselves uh what are they gonna do on a date um just to be honest like my partner now uh we met off a dating app uh and I'd taken a massive break anyways whole other story but in his app uh in the app uh his like his bio read I'm looking for my forever home. I, I'm really looking for someone to settle down with. If this is not for you, that's fine. But that's what I'm looking forward. At. That's what I'm looking for here. And I felt like because at the time, like I was looking for something, but wanted to take it really slow. And it was so nice to know immediately we're on the same page. And I think that's so important in your dating apps as well, in apps, in your dating profiles as well, is 
be upfront present yourself as and and be there's no shame in saying what you want because i think a lot of people are scared of like oh it might scare someone off but if you're both looking for the same thing it totally is not okay samara so what are your wild wise words for this week so back into dating profiles if you're boring just say you're boring be your absolute authentic self in those dating profiles i think at the moment there's all this stuff we're both in our mid-30s there is all this stuff about being into adventures and going for bottomless brunches and all that shit. And if that's not for you, that's okay to say that and just say, <laughs> I'm boring. I want to sit at home and read books or I want to, like, I need quiet time or I'm introverted. Like, just present yourself as you actually are because you will get matches then that align with what you're into and it doesn't have to be what everyone else is into. Mm. Yeah, like, we've got a friend and he has changed his dating profile he is not one of those people that wants to be adventure adventurous or doing lots of things on the weekend he likes to follow his routine and he's recently changed his dating profile and he said since then he's gotten so many more accurate matches and it's kind of funny because one of his friends has done the voice prompt where it says if you're into going on adventures this weekend and going to cafes and doing this and that then Colin is not the right guy for you if you like to go to the gym and then go grocery shopping and then clean the house on the weekend, then you have met your person. <laughs> I love it. That is great. Well, that's it. Like, and own it. Like, that's who you are. Very much as, like, I, I think I didn't put a lot of effort into my previous dating profile because I was like, oh, who gives a fuck? You don't actually meet people on there. But you actually do now. Mm. Like, I feel like everyone, if you're single... You're doing yourself a bit of a disservice if you don't jump on an app and try and meet somebody. Yeah, and there's someone out there for everybody and I just don't see the point in like putting on a pretense to try to be everyone's cup of tea. Just be your own cup of tea. Yeah, or shot of tequila or whatever <laughs> it is that you're into. <laughs> okay, so should we get into some of our stories? Yes. Uh, well, I have some stories from waiters, Valentine's Day, waiters, people that work in the hospo industry. I feel like they see a lot of this, the dates. They're, they're sort of on the other side of the curtain. So let me pull them up. So here we go. I was the manager of a wings and pizza place with a full bar. Definitely not the kind of place you'd take someone for a romantic Valentine's Day dinner, but it was still busy and some people weren't very tactful. We had a guy call ahead and ask if he could put a ring in a dessert for him and of course we obliged. He dropped the ring off the day, a day ahead and I put it in the safe in our office to keep it secured. Fast forward to Valentine's Day. The couple show up. They're so obviously in love that she didn't seem to notice or care about the fact that he had brought her to a middle of the road place with a sports bar atmosphere on the most romantic day of the year. They ordered champagne. Well, the local winery's best sparkling wine, entrees, and it was almost time for dessert. I used my chef skills to which whip up a special chocolate strawberry tart that wasn't on the menu just for this occasion. Because why not try and make their night a little bit fancy? I went to the safe to get the ring and it was not there. I was freaking out big time. I asked everyone if they knew where it was and what the fuck had happened to it? 
My assistant manager on site had no idea. I called the other assistant manager. They didn't know either. Finally, my bar manager mentioned that one of the owners had been in earlier and spent a little bit of time in that office. So at my wits end, I called the owner. It turns out he had seen the ring in the safe, thought it was something a customer had left behind, figuring that he had come into some extreme into an extremely lucky situation. He decided, like the scumbag he was, that he'd take it for himself, save the money on a gift for his wife for Valentine's Day. So I asked the server and the bar manager to stall the couple. The server told them that we were going to make them something special for their big date and to hold tight. I ran out, hopped in my car, rushed to get the ring from the owner's house because, as as I mentioned, a scumbag. He didn't bother bringing the ring to the restaurant himself. The bar manager went over the table, did some complicated tableside cocktail mix that had a bunch of flair bartending and ended with a flaming shot. I was really disappointed because I heard about the smoke and I would have loved to have seen it. I was instead breaking a ton of traffic laws on my quest to get the ring. Finally, I rushed back after 15 minutes of being on the brink of a heart attack. I placed the ring on the dessert and had our server take it out. At that point, just about the entire staff was watching the table when we saw the look on her face and my heart finally started beating again. She said yes and I started looking for someone else to work the next day. What a journey. Fucking hell. That is dedication. Yeah. I can't believe the boss though like would you not just ask a few people like hey why is there a ring in the safe before you just took it or if it was someone that a customer had left it there potentially could be a reason why it's in the safe like oh yeah we found it but they've contacted us and we're gonna wait for them to come in so we put it in the safe yeah but and then even more scumbaggy was going to give it to his wife instead of giving his wife a valentine's day gift and then wouldn't drop it off and yeah. then this person who clearly gave a shit about their job is driving across the countryside so there's not a disappointed couple at the table it also shows to the scumbag boss hadn't got his wife a present because that was the day before valentine's day and he found it and then was like i'll give this to my wife appalling yeah appalling Back when I served food at one of those super touristy seafood restaurants, I worked as a I worked a Valentine's Day double shift. For lunch, a younger couple came in celebrating their one year anniversary. I offered my congratulations and proceeded to do my usual spiel before taking orders. This girl was looking more than dismayed the longer I talked. I finally get to the end and ask if there were any allergies. She looks directly at her boyfriend and states, yes, I'm allergic to fish and shellfish. And then looked over at me, very sad. I made sure every aspect of her meal was great for her, but the look of, we've been dating for one year and he still takes me to a restaurant that could kill me, really did it for me. Break up. (laughs) Yeah. Just break up. Like What a dick like ah uh, I uh, I don't I went through a phase <laughs> I went through a phase because the PT told me to go through a phase where I didn't eat any gluten and because I didn't eat gluten for so long I became like gluten intolerant so that was in my early 20s and this guy I had sort of been talking to 
Um, and we'd been hanging out a bit, like we were going out on a date, and he's like, oh, I've booked us a dinner at Faster Pasta. And this was before there was, like, gluten-free pasta, and I was like... Faster Pasta, that's a... Fuck this, yeah. A throwback. Throwing, yeah, bottom of the fucking barrel for that one, so... Yeah, but just, that's crazy that this place could actually kill me and you still book in to take me on a date there. Like, have you not paid any attention at all? Because I feel like that's something relevant that would would come up earlier on when you're dating someone. First date, you would know because someone would say, oh, like, where do you want to go? Oh, anywhere but here because I'm allergic. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that is... Break up. Yep. Dump him. Uh, in college, I waited tables and Valentine's Day was always a good one in terms of tips. I once saw a couple come in to eat. Halfway through the dinner, the man's wife showed up to surprise the couple. The wife took the wine bottle, poured the remnants over the husband's head, took off her ring, told the girlfriend she could have him. He tipped me a hundred bucks. You would just be sitting there going... The tea is spilling here. Uh, so many questions about that. Like, one, how did he think he would get away with not taking his wife but taking his girlfriend out instead? Like, yeah, the audacity. Yeah. I Yeah, look, I think he thought he'd get away with murder. Like, yeah. Yeah, would your wife not be like, wait, why are you out on Valentine's Day and not with me? Working, just working with the boys. Gosh, and I've got one more in this. I'd found this whole thread of server stories um, and so interesting to see from the other side of it. Not a total disaster, but still not good. I had a table of two people, probably in their mid-40s last year. Took 45 minutes for this couple to get entrees due to our kitchen being way too slammed. Uh, when they were dropped at the table, they immediately asked for two go-to boxes because they told their babysitter they'd be home by a certain time. I overheard the wife say, well, I guess this is why we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. The worst part is that they weren't even angry, just really sad. My personal feelings about dining out on Valentine's Day aside, I felt horrible that this couple had clearly put in the effort to have a nice night together only to have it go the other way. That is sad. Yeah. And I think that's what we were talking about. There's so much hype. And then these restaurants are just slammed. Like, it's just not a fun... Yeah, that's the restaurant's fault there. Like, don't book that many people or get extra staff in. Mm. If you're going to... You know it's going to be busy Valentine's Day. Mm. So, this will be the last one I finish off for my people working in hospitality stories. And this one said, it happened to my poor co-worker. A guy and his date came in for Valentine's Day. They had a great time, ate a lot of food, drank a lot of wine and got along really well with my co-worker who was their server. About two months later, they came back in and requested my co-worker again who happily says yes to serving them. He goes up and greets them. The guy introduces his wife to him and my co-worker mentions something about how much he enjoyed serving them on Valentine's Day. They go quiet. The wife gets up and leaves. The guy just lowers his head. Turns out he had brought his mistress in for Valentine's Day, but my co-worker didn't realise he was with a different woman this time around and didn't think anything of it. We never saw the guy again. Idiot. Dumbass. Absolute dumbass. 
Um, but goes back to our point, sometimes it's better to be single than in a shit relationship on Valentine's <laughs> Day. It doesn't even matter. Any day of the year is shit. I had a couple of these little funny quickies that I might see if they'll tickle your pickle. Uh, this, this one said, I had a first date with a girl who insisted we go to a really expensive place. Uh, she ordered a $25 appetizer, a $45 steak and a $15 drink. Must be American because in Australia that's about yeah reasonable. <laughs> uh, she wouldn't put down her phone and kept on taking calls and answering texts. The waitress noticed and motioned to me from behind my date. I excused myself and the waitress had two separate bills all made up and asked if I wanted to pay my share and leave. So I did. I like that. Yeah, savage, but fuck, if your date is so clearly disinterested and the waiter is like signalling you out, yeah. Yeah, other people are picking up on it. Yeah, if they're sitting on their phone ordering all this food, not giving a shit about they're just they're trying to get the free meal yep yep um (laughs) this one made me giggle i met a girl in a small bookstore and we seemed to hit it off so i asked her out she took me to a nearby atm to get some cash for dinner then her and her partner tried to rob me (laughs) i spent the night at the police station being interviewed and giving my statement Fucking hell. A bookstore. You're probably like, I'm having my Notting Hill moment here. And then the partner jumps out and tries to rob you. Jeez. Vicious. Uh, And last but not least, this happened to a friend, not me. Context, my friend has a beard. So my friend picks up this girl. They're on their way to dinner and she says, you do realise that if this is going to work, you're going to have to shave your beard off. He didn't say anything, just turned around and dropped her back at her house. Fair. Yeah. Honestly, fair. Take me and the beard. Well, imagine, like, a guy said that. Yeah, like, if a guy said to me, oh, by the way, you need to not wear makeup. Yeah. I would just be like, see ya. I, like, again, back to being authentic in your dating profiles. I went on a date with a guy who saw a full body photo of me actually he had seen me i always put like a photo of me in the beach or in the bikini in a bikini on there not to lure people in just so people see my body type and they're not like oh you go you catfished me or whatever anyways i've got a couple of tattoos when we got on the date we're sitting having a picnic and he's like i think tattoos are disgusting i would never date a girl with tattoos and i'm like fuck are we doing here and then we um and I was so open about it and my job was in tattoos at the time like I was so transparent about it and yeah he's like nah wouldn't do it wouldn't date a girl with tattoos we ended up leaving and he it was weird he asked me out for a few dates after and I was like oh, I don't think this is gonna work and then he just blocked and deleted me off everything I was like fine it's like mate you've just wasted mine and your time like why 100% and I was like, this is weird. So there you go. Uh, so I've got a few quick stories. And these I found off like a little thread about some of the worst Valentine's Day dates people have been on or some of like the most awkward ones. So the first one is I've been dating a girl for three months. It was Valentine's Day and she insisted I take her to this particular restaurant at this particular time. I made the reservations and we went there. 
Well, her ex was already there with a new lady and I didn't know this, but her ex and I look very similar. This lady had a type. Long story short, she wanted to make her ex jealous and it worked. We broke up at the restaurant and I found out two weeks later that they got back together. Oh, gross. Okay, the next one. My date said we were going to go for some drinks and dinner. He forgot to mention while watching soccer with his buddies. We didn't last long. So so they went on the date and it wasn't really a date. It was just being tagged along with the boys. Yeah. Fuck. Just no effort. Probably has two pictures on his dating profile. Yeah. Can't spend Valentine's Day without the boys, then you don't need to be dating someone. Yeah. He gave me his clean STI test on Valentine's Day. Fair to say we didn't last. <laughs> At least you know he's he's clean. That's always good. I think that's good manners. Uh, maybe a bit direct, you know, on on the first day. You should always get him between sexual partners. We're pro clean private parts, but um, yeah, too forward. A bit forward there. Uh. The guy I was dating at the time for 13 months took me to the grocery store near his home so I could pick my own flowers, my own chocolate, because I would know what I liked best. Then we walked past the stationery section on our way to the checkout, and I realized he also wanted me to pick out my own card. I couldn't hold on to it anymore and began to cry. I was simply taken back by how little or how much he cared about me and it was just so evident. I opened the card later that night to find he wrote to the one I care about a lot beneath the generic message. This is like the seafood thing. Like I think Valentine's Day, it's like almost like a really big – opening to if people don't actually really know their partner or are not that invested or just don't even give a shit like everything like and the thing is you're not shopping for like a deeply personal thing like a piece of jewelry or a perfume where or hell even a fucking bag where you need specific instructions if you've got a picky girl like picking out flowers in a chocolate like it's pretty Fucking standard. Hell. Like the most minimal effort to do on a Valentine's Day is to get a card, chocolates and flowers. Like mm. that's basic minimal effort. And the fact that he couldn't even do that for someone he's been with for 13 months. I dated this really shitty guy in high school. On Valentine's Day, he bought me a big box of chocolates and roses to school. But by lunchtime, I had found out his side chick gave them to him and he just re-gifted them to me. Well, I mean, in this economy, you got to do what you can to get. Ah, oh, well, how do you even find that out? That's oh, I probably got around when the side chick saw that his girlfriend had the box of chocolate. Had the goodies. Bought. Oh my god! See, that's it. Just keep the chocolate. Look, if I wasn't dating a complete green flag human being, I would be so happy just buying myself some fucking favorites and sitting at <laughs> home in me undies. I tell you what. Okay, so I'm going to get into one of our first Am I the Arseholes? So this one is Am I the Arsehole for not wanting to take my mother in law in a Valentine's Day trip? My boyfriend, male 31, asked me, female 34, today 
if I had checked my emails. He sent a link for a cabin in WV. He said he took the weekend off before Valentine's Day so we can leave Friday night and come back Sunday. He also mentioned this awesome place for winter sports. I was feeling so guilty because I had only gotten him for Valentine's Day a cologne. And then the bomb drops. Also, I wanted to ask you, my mother has been saying for a long time she wants to stay in a cabin. We should also take her. I got up and said, well, if you want to take her, take her. But this is not a Valentine's Day anymore with her there. I own my house and he lives with his parents. He basically makes me stay over there so he can be closer to his job. I like my privacy and silence and no questions and I don't get that with his living situation. To make it worse, his father cheated about two years ago. Even though they decided to stay together, I guess out of convenience, at the beginning it was okay taking her out so she wouldn't be lonely in the house by herself, but it's been two years and she's made the decision of staying in a relationship with no love. My boyfriend still wants to take her out every time we go out and his excuse is she will help with the bill. We can pay our own bills. I was excited for this trip. Now it's definitely ruined my Valentine's Day and I don't want to spend the money taking her on a Valentine's Day. Uh, audible gulp. I think they're just not an aligned couple because like this person sounds super independent whilst the partner is not at all. And yeah, look, I think it's lovely they're including their mum, but it's not, that's not a date. I would be appalled if my partner brought along my mother or their mother. Yeah, because when you hear Valentine's Day weekend, going to a cabin. Yeah, super romantic. Yeah, it's super romantic. And there's obviously, you know, the aspect of spending time alone with them and you want your privacy. You probably don't want your mother-in-law staying in the next room. Ugh, gross. Just break up. Honestly, just break up. You love your own space. Find someone else that has their own house as well and come together and live your lives yeah and it's like this is one weekend you don't need to spend with your mother yeah like 100 percent. so some of the questions is um some of the comments that people have left is it seems like he's more in a relationship with his mother than you yeah yeah and then someone else wrote hi op i noticed a few things in your relationship dynamic that is off and are really one-sided Your boyfriend still lives at home with his parents, which is fine because, you know, the world is a bitch. But he makes you stay at his parents' house with him because it's closer to his job. You own your own home and you're independent. Your boyfriend is fine with bringing his mother on romantic trips for the two of you. Your boyfriend didn't even ask you if it was okay. He said we should take her as if it is a done deal. Like you said, the mother-in-law chose to stay in a loveless relationship. I have a question for you, OP. You don't have to answer. Can you see yourself living like this long term? Are you fine with being second best to your boyfriend's mother? Will you be fine with him prioritizing her over you? If he moves in, would you be prepared for the we should take my mum with us on everything? 
If you are not fine with these questions above, I think you really need to rethink that relationship. 100%. Just, you're just in different stages of life and I don't think that person, you know what, because I align more to the person that owns their house in this relationship and the, the independent person. Like me looking at that, if I was to date somebody that wasn't in that sort of headspace and a little bit selfish, uh, it just wouldn't work. And I don't know the solution there. Even if you really love somebody that isn't, that is so connected with their family, it's just not going to work. I also think too, as the mother, if it was me, I'd be like, no, I don't want to come on your Valentine's Day weekend. Like, yeah. You guys need your time. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me. I know, like, you know, I'm probably not going to be doing anything for Valentine's Day, but I still wouldn't want to be, like, yeah. going in, even as a friend. Like, if I was single and you were going off at a romantic getaway and I was, I wouldn't be like, oh, bring me along. Yeah. I'm lonely. <laughs> like, I'd be like, have fun. I don't want to be there. Like, yeah. that. I don't want to be third wheeling. That's weird. Uh, so another good one from Am I the Arsehole? Am I the Arsehole for refusing to pay for my own Valentine's Day gift? I'm using a throwaway account because my boyfriend and his sister follow me on Reddit. I, 20 female, have been dating, let's say Brandon, 20 male, for about nine months. Overall, there are several things about um, this relationship that bothers me now, but didn't bother me when we initially started dating. My main issues are, one, he refuses to get a job, two, he refuses to get a license. Recently, I was at his house and we were discussing Valentine's Day and what our plans were going to be. He asked if I could take him to the craft store so he could get a few things to make me a gift. I said no because I didn't want to see anything that he was going to buy and I wanted it to be a surprise. He then asked me how he was supposed to pay for it if I wasn't there. Oh my God. What, when you said one and two, he doesn't have a job and doesn't want to get one, doesn't have a license and doesn't want to get one. What are you fucking doing? Honestly, this is me and the bloke that ran off with Adelaide girl all over again. I told him to go to therapy and he's like, can you pay for it? And I'm like, fuck no. Go sort your own fucking therapy out. Gross. Anyways, I'm sure the comments shredded. Oh, the story goes on. What? The story goes on. What? Just stop that. Like, period. This person is garbage. <laughs> Immediately, I'm upset because firstly, he gets an allowance. <laughs> A grown adult gets an allowance. I From wish. who? The government? The mum? Family. Family. Fuck. <laughs> Immediately, I'm upset because firstly, he gets an allowance and he actually expects me to pay Secondly, he's absolutely horrible at making any type of crafts, so I don't really want to waste my money on something I'll know I'll hate. I told him I would not pay for my own gift, and it's ridiculous that he would expect me to. And he said he didn't understand what the big deal was, because when we have done crafts together, I've always paid for the supplies. The other crafts we've done together were things we did together, so therefore, I was fine with buying the supplies. He said he wanted to buy a new game that was coming out and he wouldn't have any money after. I told him no 
and that we wouldn't do anything this year. He cried about it and then that just annoyed me so I left and went home. His sister and his mum kept calling me and they left several voicemails about how upset he is. Personally, I'm annoyed and it's making me view him as a child, but his mum and his sister are saying I'm the arsehole for hurting his feelings. Edit. He lives with his sister and so his sister gives him an allowance. He dropped out of high school and any time I've mentioned to him about getting his GED, He just cries and says he's not smart enough. His only career goal in become is to become a YouTube slash streamer. Oh my God. What a shit show. Why is this person dating this person? I think it's probably, you know, when you're younger, you don't have like a really good sense of what you want Mm. from a person. And also too, maybe when they first started dating, none of this was a big deal because she might have not had a job and she might have not had her license yet because they are only like 20. Both of them are both 20. Yeah, right. But now obviously she's started to mature and he's just not gotten there. So I get like kind of why they started to date, but obviously now they've like starting to grow. She's growing, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, Dump his ass. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't a line no more. So some of the comments are like, he's acting like a child. He had his mother call you because you hurt his feelings. Cut this guy loose. Um, if he's choosing to buy a game instead of a Valentine's Day gift, then he's telling you exactly what his priorities are himself. Um, someone else commented, I skipped the beginning where the ages were and forgot what the title was while I was reading this. I was like, why is the OP buying the crafts for her little kids? Is it to make her something? Then I realized it was for her 20-year-old boyfriend, like he's worth keeping. When I was 20, my boyfriend at the time would get me flowers for Valentine's Day and he would just write a personalized card. No one told him he had to go and buy anything expensive. He could have done something without spending money. Yeah, true. Absolutely true. So there is an update. Update. Probably the earliest update ever, but I broke up with him and there's nothing really more to add. Thank you to everyone that helped me realize how tired of him I actually was. Go, girl. Go. He's probably streaming somewhere. Am I the asshole for sending my daughter-in-law a Valentine's Day gift basket? I'm not great with the internet, but my hairdresser told me about this sub, so please bear with me. I, 60 female, send to the people I love Valentine's as in my daughters, nieces, sisters, friends, kids, and non-binary partners. It's about love, so why not send some love to everyone and something nice to show that you care and you're thinking about them? I love her. And it, she she even, like, properly, like, did the pronouns and everything. Ah, <laughs> oh, we love this one. I hope she doesn't do something shit. Keep them going. <laughs> My only son got engaged and moved closer to home last September to a girl I call Alice. At first, she seemed to not like my three daughters and myself for some reason, even though we haven't done anything to her. And no, I've not been a bad mother-in-law when my son moved home. We were all too busy with my husband dying and his funeral to do anything really with her. 
Since January, I started to get out of depression 40 years as that we were married. Me and my daughter-in-law started having a relationship. She told me she didn't like us because we were basic and I didn't know what that meant, so I just tried to have interest in what she liked. Recently, I sent out my Valentine's Day self-care packages, which I carefully packed for each person's like. I go as far as sending my gender-fluid niece to both male and female baskets and my oldest daughter's partner, um, nothing gendered as they are non-binary. Then some of my other Valentine's Day friends that are anti-Valentine's Day, I send them gifts that fit that theme. I've not had a bad review yet and that was until I sent my daughter-in-law her basket and within that same day I had my son screaming down the phone calling me a weirdo and inappropriate and that I was making my daughter-in-law uncomfortable to the point that she doesn't want to be around me anymore. I tried to explain that he knows I do this with everyone, including him, his sisters, and all of my friends, and I've asked how I'm being a complete weirdo. So what was in the basket? This all sounds so lovely. Like, what do they send? Like, this this sounds so considerate, and, like, you can tell it's probably someone a lot older writing that. Yeah, uh, she by said the way, she was 60. Yeah, by the way, they speaks. And also, I remember at the start of the story, it was, there was a comment like, oh, I'm just getting my head around the internet. Going through husband's funeral, uh, this this other in-law sounds awful, sounds like an outlaw, but what, what was in the basket? Uh, so she does leave a comment because obviously a few people have asked about what was in the basket to make the daughter-in-law react so strongly. And honestly, I love free stuff. So if someone sent me a basket, I don't even care what's in it. I would still keep it and be happy. Like yes. it's the thought that counts. 100%. Like unless they sent me something wildly inappropriate, like which, you know, could only be so many things. Yeah, it baffles me what could make someone so upset. Okay, so this is what is in the basket. Um, So she's put in the basket a few different kind of face masks. Um, So she's put a face, a foot, an eye, a hair, hands and lip mask, some chocolates, her favorite alcohol, a rainbow colored fake rose, some bath bombs, key rings with her initials, a card, a pen with her name on it. That's it. That's what's that her sounds like a very like gifts that a lot of people would like. Like nothing that you could particularly take offense to. Oh my gosh! So considerate. What the fuck is this? Since starting this podcast, I've heard so many stories that I'm like, is this real life? Like, there is fucking a global economic crisis and people are like I didn't like my face mask in the basket that my mother-in-law got me even though I'm being a bitch to her oh my yeah. gosh so like I do feel like there is more yeah. to this because this, this you can't just like unless this girl is very unhinged like what would make you so crazy um so here are some of the comments not the arsehole, not even close, with the comments she made about not liking you in her opinion that you were basic indicates she has the problem. Don't allow her to project her issues on you. You be you. If your daughter-in-law doesn't like basic people, then she can go around and hang out with other people. It's just crazy that this daughter-in-law 
to her mother-in-law's face, called her basic and told her she didn't like her. Like, who does that? This lady. Like, that... Especially if your mother-in-law's making an effort and, like, you don't... You, you hear all these awful in-law stories. So, to have someone kind and considerate and making an effort, it just... It does not add up. Yeah, so everyone has voted her not the asshole. There isn't any updates about any sort of, like, resolution to this story. But, honestly, if I was the mother-in-law, I would just stop making an effort. Like... There is no point in trying with people that just are like that. And the more you try, the more they're going to like put up walls and push you away. So just stop wasting your time. 100%. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, So I have one last story. This uh, person wrote in this story and then they're like, oh, that's that's not a wild yarn story. However, I think it could be. So let me read out. And this is honestly always the way, like, guys, if you want to send us in your stories, we'll say your stories on your behalf and we can anonymise it so you are in no way, uh, you know, no one will know it's you. My first online dating experience ended in abusive messages. I'd only just set up an online dating account and this was one of my first meetings with someone that I had connected with on there. I booked an upmarket cafe for a mid-morning date as I don't drink and wanted them to make the girl feel comfortable. She turned up late, but I didn't mind. I was just excited to be out and bit to be meeting people. The cafe was licensed and she immediately started smashing the champagnes. As a non-drinker, I'm used to being around people who drink and I don't mind it. I try not to let my personal preferences impact my relationships. A few champagnes later, she was touching me, like all over me, like we were in a nightclub. However, it was the middle of the day and I was feeling a bit awkward. I am a straight, woman-loving man, but this felt just too forward for me. Whilst I was not complaining, it was definitely out of my comfort zone. About the third champagne, she loosened up enough to tell me that she had just come from court and had finalised the divorce from her husband. And that's why she was celebrating so hard. The date ended when she needed to get her kids and she landed a big kiss on me and left. It wasn't until I was almost home that I realised she would have had to drink drive to get her kids and then presented drunk at school to collect them. I felt real bad for those kids. 10pm that night, my phone went off. Seven missed calls and a heap of abusive voicemails. After our date, she had kept on drinking and was abusing me for not answering her calls. I texted her to say we were probably not a good match and good luck. I don't know much about this person but that story, but I can see why she was getting divorced. (laughs) I don't know anything about her partner she was getting divorced from, but I'm going to say that she is the problem. Yeah. Oh, and that was, we, uh, if you guys have listened to, I hope you're listening to our episodes. We had a similar story being written from a woman's standpoint about a guy and to hear it from a guy, like, and it's interesting. And I think this gent, like he sent it in and he's from Queensland, he's from our state. And he's like, oh, I, I think there's a bit of stigma to guys that, you know, a woman touching us, we should be like totally open to it and totally into it. But it was the middle of the day and it was so inappropriate because we're sitting in a cafe in the CBD and this woman is wasted trying to touch my dick. Like, So, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, well, I think that 
stigma and stereotype needs to go. In 2024, that needs to go. Like, guys, just because you're a male doesn't mean that you want someone touching you physically without your permission. It's the same, you know, for everyone all around the board. You you should have to ask to touch someone. You should have to get their permission no matter what gender they are, you know, no matter what. And I feel like, yeah, it's those people that just think because they're a guy, they should be enjoying this. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And also appalling that she went off and drove off to get the kids. So if they've met mid-morning, she's been like drinking and, you know, the date's going okay and then having to leave to get the kids. So what's that, two-ish, two-three-ish? Like, um, yeah, that... That isn't great. And then getting abused for not answering your call later later on that night. Oh, yeah. Picking your kids up, like, that's just putting them in danger. Like, uh, Well, I know that person. They actually ended up um, meeting someone really lovely and it all worked out, but fuck that. Yeah, it sounds like that woman's a bit of a uh, nightmare. That's it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's that. I think that was a wild yarn story. That was yeah, a really good one. I'll, if you are listening, your story is a wild yarn. Like, come on. Like, uh, I think, guys, if you're sending in your stories, we want to hear them. I think you, you don't realise, and I, I even think this about some of our stories, we don't realise they're crazy until you say them out loud and you're like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. not. Like, she's come straight from divorce court to your date. Anyways. Yeah. Not what I would probably be scheduling if I was getting divorced straight after, but each to their own. Yeah, that's that. Uh, So that was the end of this Valentine's Day special episode. So just note that if you are single this Valentine's Day, it might be for the best than these people that are in shit relationships. 100%. And if you are in a relationship and it's shit, you Dump can always them. break up. Yeah, break up. Break up. It's our it. answer to everything. Break just, up. Yeah, just don't get drunk. Don't break up. Go to divorce court. Get drunk and go on a date with somebody yeah. and traumatise them. And just take the pressure off yourself. If you are going on a Valentine's Day date, it, stop thinking it's about the social media or all the things you can buy. It's about the relationship. So make it special for them. Yeah. Absolutely. And until next time, uh, just a reminder, as I was belting on about, please feel free to send us in your stories. We would much prefer to read out your stories rather than, you know, researching and finding all the all the goodies in the bowels of the internet. So please do send them in. Uh, I would say the best way to get stories over to us is just directly through our socials i love it and even if you send over a few bullets we can put together you know a bit of a story and really tell your story the best way possible yeah so thank you guys for listening